0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, and like, and clearly, just an Iron Man ripoff,
1: right? <laughs> Three, two, one.
0: And welcome to the Film Find. We are back yet again, and uh, it's much of the same, man. Uh, Matt is out doing his thing, and uh, for those of you that are like, "Why in the hell did Adam play Wang Chung at the beginning of the program?" What I'd like you to do is go down to Patreon.com/slash/TheFilmFind. We had a 30-minute pre-show uh, talking all about uh, a, a good man that you may you'll hear from one day, I'm sure, named Kenny Chang. Put that down in your book, kids. Uh, If that sounds confusing, it should be, uh, because he's no one that you'll know. But one day, you'll hear of him. But you'll also hear of him if you go to patreon.com slash the film five. However, on today's program, uh, it's much like last week, man. We had a special guest on last week with Krista. Krista, thanks for coming on yet again. And uh, now we have another one. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, is in studio You've, you, I'm sure you've written into this show many times. You know them, You love them. We all do. Jim Beverly, welcome to the Film Find, sir.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, we had a fun time in the pre-show. And again, that's why everyone should be on this pre-show uh, business, folks. Uh, but we, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, Black Panther because obviously that's a giant movie. Uh, Everyone's talking about it It's made, I think, half a billion dollars worldwide at this point So, uh, you know, they're doing okay Over there in the Marvel department uh, So I think they'll be fine and we're also going to be talking about Early Man, the new one from uh, Ardman Studios here. So a wide variety of things. And, of course, we've got your regular What You have Been Watching segments. And, uh, you know, we, we never know. There might be a surprise text message during the middle of the show. Who's to say? We, that we may, we may not. Some of you are just like, why is he teasing something that might not happen? I don't know. But if it happens, uh, thefilmfind.com or, uh, or patreon.com slash thefilmfind. Anywho, uh, Jim, tell people who you are, man.
1: Uh, my name is Jim, obviously, uh, as has been mentioned. What? I, I've been a listener of pretty much all your podcasts for- Poor co- bastard. Going over a little over two years now. Um, I moved to Atlanta last summer and have been here since, continuing to listen, and I've been an executive producer of Hero Movie Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much since I discovered it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, so like Jim, long time listener, long time supporter and everything. So uh especially since we're in the same town and everything, I'm like, hey man, let's go watch a movie and then we come in uh in, in studio here and record it because as it looks I'm not gonna lie to you, Skype's pretty decent. It's Skype can it, it can work out as well as it can. But there but, is a delay though, and that delay can screw up podcasts. Especially if you've got like a real garbage one and um but even so, even so, th- having three people in one room sometimes is depending upon personalities. You'll still step on each other. <laughs> no, no, screw you. I'm going. Uh, these are my jokes now. Everyone's listening to me, everyone's having a fun time uh, with me. So, uh, but no. Well, welcome to the show, man. Uh, so, uh, I, did I feel. I feel like I had maybe, was there an email or something? Again, I'm super prepared for everything today. <laughs> I don't think there is, but I'm going to double check it. But if you would like to send us an email, why don't you do that? At thefilmfind at gmail.com. I got an email, but I don't think it's for this show particularly. No, it's from Dollar Shape Club telling me, hey, by the way, they're going to send you your razors and not do awful long. I thought it was the script from Kenny. <laughs> Kenny just, oh, I swear <laughs> to God. Let me see if Kenny gave me a script. I don't know that. Well, what do you know? There's no... No more of those. Check your here. spam filter. Check the spam. <laughs> uh no. Okay. So, well, that's still going. That's Anywho. I guess he lied. He's a he's a he's 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 a liar and a snitch and a douchebag. What a but rascal. Uh, that's how it works. Uh, patreon.com slash film find. Okay. Uh so here on our Here Movie Podcast, there's Here Movie Podcast, this is where my brain is at. I am just <laughs> shot today. I don't know what the hell's going on. Here on the film find, we have your what you've been watching segment. Jim is the guest. What have you been watching lately?
1: Uh, not as much as I used to. Uh, however, I did. Uh, I am finally caught up on the Good Place,
0: which is one of the best shows I've ever. Better seen. than the Bad Place. Now, what's that? I, I I feel like I've heard the name, but I couldn't pick it out of a basket.
1: Uh, it's Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. Ah, yes, are the main ones, and uh, it's she plays a woman who died and went to heaven. Are we are we doing spoilers? We can do spoilers. Sure, that's okay. what this show's about. So, spoiler alert: uh, they're not in heaven, and. Uh turns out they're actually in the bad place, but Ted Danson's Ooh. character made it seem like they were in the good place. and seems like what he would do, doesn't it? Uh, so <laughs> in, the, in the reveal in the season one finale, Ted Danson does the most beautiful evil laugh you have ever heard in your. Like it changes your whole perception of the world. Hmm. Just be just hearing Ted Danson do that evil laugh. It absolutely changes the way you look at the world.
0: Not uh you look at Ted Danson though, because we've always known he's a madman. Oh, he's
1: amazing. Ted Danson make Ted Danson is one of the best parts of that show. I, hmm. He's a national treasure.
0: I've heard a good things. So this is so they're on season two right now. They just wrapped up season two. Like okay, the, the finale was a
1: couple of weeks ago, uh, and then I I just picked it up. I, I I'm behind, but I've I've watched maybe six seven episodes of uh, This Is Us. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to pace myself with that show because it leaves me a quivering wreck at the end of every episode.
0: That's what I hear. Like everybody that I've ever heard talk about that show just goes like, it will destroy your life. It will. I mean, (laughs) don't
1: get me wrong. It is a marvelous show. It is Mm -hmm. so expertly written, so expertly acted. It's a wonderful show. It just and it takes you on this roller coaster ride where some some parts are really funny, some parts are really emotional, and then at the end of every episode, it just takes this big emotional fist and just gut punches you.
0: (laughs) And your mom's dead. Like, oh jeez, that's not fun. Why would you? Why would you? Every episode, every episode.
1: I don't know how they do it so consistently. Emotional gut punch every episode.
0: <laughs> and that's how we sell it to the to the people. Is just go <laughs> like, hey man, we got an emotional gut punch up here. Hope right. you don't mind it. We're gonna we're gonna gut punch you right in the face. Get ready, it's coming anyway. So, how long that show? been? I feel like that show's been on like four or five years at this point. Uh,
1: I think it's on the second
0: season. Really? I think so.
1: Yeah, I think the second season finale aired after the Super Bowl. I could be extremely wrong, but I'm pretty sure
0: that that's... Because I feel like set. they were talking about it at my old job. I could be wrong. Maybe that was another show. Maybe I... I... Pretty sure. Listen, when most people are talking, I do kind of drown them out. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of go... Fair enough. Okay, I'm sure that's something to somebody, but I don't care. I mean, I do that when I'm listening to podcasts half the time anyway. Yeah, I was just like, this was good background noise. They <laughs> talked a lot of stuff. Like, I got like podcasts I listen to that... like, And people... Because okay, back in the film, Fine Day, uh, our shows were long, baby, long, like even longer than last week's show. This this week's show, I promise you, will not be as long as last week's show. Uh, but we used to do like Matt and I would do like you know three hour shows. Yeah, and it was just like yeah, that's what we kind of did, and uh, but I but and part of that came from I listened to a podcast that actually does twice a week podcasts. And they average three, sometimes four hours. Yes. Yeah, and if, if you can, and if you're good, you can fill it up, and it's got a lot of good shit in it. But you know, that's that certainly is not everybody's cup o' tea.
1: That's actually good for me though, because I, I commute up to uh, Dunwoody for the mm-hmm. Art Institute uh, twice a week, so there and back, and I'm leaving at like six in the morning, so. It takes an hour and a half to drive 20 miles.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that I've found here is like you uh, especially living in Atlanta, man, you're going to you're going to have some uh, you're going to have some car sitting time, yes. so uh podcasts are are going definitely going to be your friend for sure.
1: That's how I've been able to start catching up on my podcast, was just by doing that that commute
0: twice a week. But uh no, can't blame me there. Uh let's see. What have I been watching? Uh yesterday I went to the theater, the theater and saw a movie called Poop Stories. That's right. Poop Stories. It's, it's a documentary. <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, so Poop Stories is a collection of comedians sitting around telling stories about poop. Uh, it's got a lot of people in it. You're bound to know uh, people from Pete Holmes, uh, the Scalar brothers. Um, you, uh, Adam Carolla is in it. Uh, it's just like uh, Rob Corddry, just shit ton of people. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me pull it up here because I, di- I didn't pull everything like I should have for all my shows, but it is, uh, it's quite good. It, the big thing is, is that it's not super long. Uh, poop talk. Actually, it's not poop stories. Poop talk. It's that's, that's a, that's a completely different thing. So you got, uh, Steve Agee, uh, Nicole Bear, Adam Carolla, Rob Corddry, Nikki Glazer, Pete Holmes, uh, Brett, uh, Brett Hoyt, Bobby Lee. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Dr. Drew's in there, Jonah Ray, uh, some Rex, Paul Shear. Yeah, so you th- throw, a, throw a fucking, you know, rock at the alt comedy, uh, scene and you're, you're bound to find, find somebody. This movie was hilarious. I saw it over at, uh, the Plaza theater, which is kind of a nice old Tommy sort of theater and everything, uh, sloped, but not stadium. And, uh, th- but good, good seats though. Pretty good seats. Uh, so it was me and one other gentleman in the theater. Wow. So I'm like sitting like uh, because screens have gotten smaller and smaller, so I just sit closer to kind of like compensate for it because right. I can't sit it like if I'm sitting at the back, I'm like, I could be at home watching this or on a fucking iPad like this. Like it's the same if I'm like, that's the back of the fucking theater to look at. I'm like, well, why am I doing this? I'm going here for the experience. Give me right. the experience, damn it. Uh, so I'm sitting like fourth row or something, which still is given the screen size, it's not that close up, but this guy's sitting back there and, uh, this is a comedy. This is a, this is a documentary, but it's, it's a, it's a route for people to tell jokes about poo and pooping and all this kind of good stuff. And here's what we're going to do in the second half. So I'm going to put you on the, put you on the spot, but not right now. <laughs> Save this for the end of the program. We're going to, we're going to, cause I'm, I am yeah, i having been in, in armed forces. I know you've got this uh we're get a poop story uh chambered up and okay. we're gonna and we're gonna and i got at least one or two that i can share after the show we'll put that for the patreon after folks uh but it's hilarious so i'm up front man i'm laughing my balls off like max katie in cape fear right and this motherfucker in the back throughout the entire like 80 minute run time of this thing not a peep nothing what did you think you're watching pal there's so many funny people here saying, get, just giving this hilarious anecdotes and stories. Uh, Nick Swartzen's in there, got a really funny story. Everyone in there is, is is super, super funny people. And just not a peep out of this dude. I was really kind of shocked as to what what that's about. So, uh, But it's good. It's out in uh, probably limited release right now. It may go on VOD soon, perhaps. I don't know. So check that out. It's called uh, Poop Talk, not Poop Stories, as I wrote down here in my notes. Um... Next up, uh, we're going to go a little uh, Netflix here. Uh, My next guest is David Letterman's new show on uh, Netflix. Have you seen the first? They've got two episodes up as of now. I haven't. Uh, So the first episode was Obama, which was pretty good. Um, Not only is it an interview show, he'll go out and also talk to people that know these people. That's cool. Which is which is kind of cool and then you and like he'll like travel to their hometown or to a town that had significance to their lives and stuff like that sure. and uh, you know get a little bit of outside perspective so Obama was the first one his is pretty good but kind of what you'd expect in like a standard sort of presidential like yeah. one it's a little bit reserved or whatever. Uh, Which I kind of expected it to be. No one's going to sit there and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, Fuck you, Obama. No, that's not going to (laughs) happen.
1: Yeah, I remember when presidents had class.
0: Yeah, yeah, so it's like, whatever. Uh, But the one that's, uh, and and it obviously gives me more hope for the other ones, and I don't know who the other ones are at this point. And that's how, uh, honestly, which is actually cool, if you were a a member of the audience that's doing this, they would just go out knowing Dave Letterman's doing a talk show Mm -hmm. and that he's going to interview somebody. They don't know who it is. So, you know, oh, you got yeah. there, and you're just like, David Letterman, hey, guess what, everybody? My guest tonight, Barack Obama. I was like, whoa, how whoa, about that shit? That, or like, yeah. And the next one, his next episode is, hey, my next guest tonight, George Clooney. And you're like, fucking Clooney, holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I did not expect to, that's a high-caliber, you know, someone like Clooney. Uh, great story, Clooney. And uh, it's weird, man, because his dad, like, worked in TV and stuff back in the day and, like, ran for some office or something. But there's a picture of him like kind of like a just an art, just a little kind of art cutout style sort of thing. His dad looked exactly like him. It's kind of crazy. It's just like if you put that up there, you'd be like, you would go, hey, that's George Clooney. Speaking of Clooney, I guess
1: that's one more thing I, I watched. It's, it's, it, I didn't come to, it didn't come to mind because I've watched it a million times, mm-hmm. but I did watch it recently. Have you ever seen the movie Welcome to Collinwood?
0: Remind me. It sounds familiar.
1: It's uh, Sam Rockwell, George Clooney, Isaiah Washington, uh, Michael Jeter. It was before Michael Jeter passed away. Uh, they play a bunch of like small town crooks in the Collinwood uh, neighborhood of Cleveland. That's actually why I discovered it because I'm from originally. I'm from south of the Cleveland area. in Akron. Oh, so get out, so <laughs> <laughs> Akron, not Cleveland. Oh, fair enough. Um, but uh, so I'm familiar with the Collinwood area, and they play these like small time crooks that are trying to do this Bellini. This job that's going
0: to set them all for life.
1: Luis Guzman is in it too.
0: I feel like I've seen it, but it's like it's, it's so one far of my removed. Favorite movies. I'll it's, check that out.
1: There's there's a scene where George Clooney is teaching them how to crack a safe, and one of the funniest lines in the whole movie is when he's rolling his wheelchair, frantically going, "Hide the safe! Hide the fucking safe!" <laughs> it's 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 a wonderful movie.
0: There you go. There's another one for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Clo- Clooney's great. Uh, gives great interview. That guy. And uh, what, what's cool is that you know. Uh, Letterman will talk a little bit of shit And that's what's always kind of fun <laughs> Is just being able to kind of give and get a little bit And stuff like that But I will say this As a rule for this show Letterman's white socks are blindingly distracting <laughs> It's just It's constantly Like I, look, I was giving him a little bit of like Hey I'll give you some leniency for the Obama one Maybe it was just like something fucking happened But two in a row <laughs> Two in a row, and you're going to give me white socks again with the black trousers? Okay, all right, I see what we're doing here. Like, d- make them fancy or something. Maybe, right. like, like, hey, I don't like black socks. Well, make couchers. them fancy, crazy socks. No, that's fine. You're wearing jeans. <laughs> you're not over here with, like, the rest of a fucking suit. Yeah. So, you know, if you're wearing a suit and just, you know, a pair of white Hanes socks, then it would be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> like Letterman, fuck you. <laughs> Have some class uh, But okay. yeah and, and Clooney of course Giving shit back Just like L- Really with the beard why, why don't you Why don't you clean up For the rest of us You <laughs> slob <laughs> That kind of shit It's probably It's fine I've uh, been going on a, uh, a Also a, just another Like kind of uh, Director's uh, Kick and stuff again Uh So it had been forever and a day, and I, I didn't think I remembered much of it, and I certainly didn't. So uh, for me, it was almost like a first time watching again. Uh, I watched Barton Fink from uh, the Coen brothers. I've been doing, uh, kind of going back through some Coen flicks and stuff like that because I mentioned this weeks and weeks ago. There's a YouTube site called Indie Film Hustle. While the regular indie film stuff is like, nah, who, who gives a shit, uh, their director series is actually really good. They've done one on David Fincher, on Christopher Nolan, They've started one up with the Coen Brothers and uh, another one with Kubrick. I feel like they're starting an, uh, one with Paul Thomas Anderson as well. So, uh, so that's been going like, oh yeah, I remember these old fucking movies. Let's let's check these <laughs> out again, you know, because it's been uh, forever and a day uh so Barton Fink is one of them and you know how many times are you going to see John Turturro actually just literally be the lead in the movie right fair enough you know it's just like who gives that guy a lead role and like only if you're you know a Cohen can you get away with with giving that guy a lead role i mean not not that he doesn't deserve it but it, it's fucking hollywood right right uh, and John Goodman is just fantastic in that film, as he is in all things. But I think he's super, super shines in all the Cohen brothers stuff, like even stuff that I'm not like. I know it's sacrilegious for for somebody to say, but I'm not the biggest uh, Big Lebowski fan. I like it well enough. I just don't like have the fucking reverence that so many other people do for it. I can one up you. I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, it's tough. That's the second half is 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 a tough get. It's it's not it's not easy. So I, I can't say that I necessarily blame you because it gets it gets whack and weird uh fight me uh, the film uh but no barton fink is great john goodman in it is fantastic and uh it's just it because i've been the uh i'm trying to get a, a hollywood job and stuff it felt kind of appropriate to watch uh and then another from uh why did i, I just fucking mentioned his name why did my brain just take a shit hold on <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson, that's it. I don't know, all of a sudden I had a mini-stroke. Uh, so uh, I would seen all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies except for his first one, and I don't know why that never really got to me. So uh, I finally sat down and watched Hard Eight, uh, which was originally, originally titled Sydney. You got John C. Riley, you got Philip Baker Hall, uh, and a young Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, real good flick, super kind of like, uh, contained in everything. You find out what you do about all the characters and stuff. And John C. Riley just kind of is, is fantastic in it. And, uh, um, fantastic in everything. Yeah. And especially I, he just, he especially signs in PTA flicks and stuff too, where he just is like, uh, he's always so downtrodden. You always just feel like he's ready about to pull the trigger at any possible <laughs> fucking second. You're just like, God, I hate this. This kid is so, feel so bad for him, man. Uh, but yeah, check out Heart 8 if you hadn't, uh, because I know most everybody else is like, oh, Boogie Nights, uh, you know, fucking, uh, uh, you know, um, The Master, which is pretty new. And uh, I don't think people have seen The Phantom Thread uh, yet, Most mostly, because that's still kind of out in theaters. If you haven't, go see that. That's fantastic. And There Will Be Blood, obviously got like, you know, tons of love and stuff like that. And uh, Inherent Vice, not enough people saw that in my opinion, uh, but that's more... That's more of a pin show thing than it is a, uh, or penchant rather than, um, than than PTA. But that's just, that's a whole nother jar of wax right there. Anywho, uh, but that's what we've been watching here, everybody. And uh, what have you been watching? I've never really asked you guys. What have you been watching? Email us at gmail dot gmail.com. If you write something nice and fancy, maybe we'll read it. Who, who's to say? Uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Here is the trailer for our first film, uh, Early Man. Perhaps. Chief! Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Time to go hunting! A bit early, isn't it, dark? Right, grab a spear. Oh, it's pointy. Change your underpants today? Yeah, change them with dongles. <clears throat> Never mind. Shush, everyone. Excellent. The age of stone is over. Long live the age of, <laughs> of bronze. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Where have you been, the Stone Age? I've got to save the tribe. The arena's this way. So throw your sticks and throw your
1: stones cause you ain't gonna break my bones. Huh?
0: A, spirit, I don't it. a caveman? A caveman? A caveman. You leave my tribe in peace. How dare you? Oh. I'll take him away and kill him. Slowly. idiots.
1: If we win, we can have our valley back.
0: And if we don't
1: beat them, we'll spend the rest of our lives working down a mine. No!
0: What's a your mine? You're pretty brave, Man. <laughs> <laughs> and stupid. Oh, I can help. Oh!
1: No, you stay. I
0: don't want to attract attention. All right, that was the trailer for Early Man, our first new release review of the week. Here's the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Uh, Set at the dawn of time when prehistoric creatures and woolly mammoths roam the earth, Early Man tells the story of Doug, that's D-U-G, by the way, Uh, along with sidekick, Hognob, which just sounds awful, as they unite his uh, they unite his tribe against a mighty enemy, Lord nooth and his Bronze Age city to save their home. Uh, this is starring Tom Hiddleston, Eddie Redmayne, Massey Williams, Timothy Spall, Richard iote and more. Directed by Nick Park. This year, these are, it's aardman Man, it's from the people that brought you Chicken Run and Shaun the Sheep and all that kind of good stuff. Uh uh, so, Jim, had you uh, you, you've seen some Arvin flicks and stuff before, yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I was a uh, big fan of Wallace and Gromit growing up, and
0: uh, Chicken Run.
1: I mean, who our age hasn't seen Chicken Run?
0: Yeah, it seemed to be. It was weird. It was just like one of those things that it just kind of seemed like everybody had seen <laughs> at some point, which is really <laughs> odd. But uh, it it made pretty decent money. But that's what really. Uh, kind of brought them here in America that really kind of stood out and people were like, oh, check this thing out. Right. Uh, but yeah, we, we'd we seen, uh, we went to see uh, Shaun the Sheep a couple, I guess a couple years ago at this point. And uh, maybe two years, I don't know. Uh, but it was good. It was really good, super funny. And what I loved about it too was that, you know, just through the sheer lack of dialogue throughout that entire thing, it's basically a silent film and that's what really made it kind of pop and work for me. Um, it, when we get to the point of having more of these types of things in there where there's more and more people, uh, and characters and lines and stuff, it can get dragged down a little bit. What were your, what were your overall thoughts on early man?
1: Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was, it was decent. I, I don't feel like money was wasted seeing it, but at the same time, I, it's nothing I would write home about.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think if this was something that you had to, you know, if, if the kids want to go see something, that this, this is not a bad flick for them to see. Yeah. Uh, because, it, you know, it's PG, super super non-offensive and everything. Uh, and But there are a lot of really great gags in it that, you know, some of which kids will love, uh, a lot of which I think parents will actually uh, enjoy. You kind of heard one in there of like, you know, just... Falling down the stadium seats, uh, that that was like a that was a really funny bit. That's it's
1: timeless. Falling downstairs is timeless.
0: It's just and you know and anyone that's falling downstairs, you know how that is. You just do not <laughs> stop until you hit the bottom. There's just yep. something about the momentum that just goes. Well, this is not going to not end. So uh, just, let's go.
1: Despite his awful name, that that uh, boar. The warthog or whatever it was. Yeah. Price that, that was easily one of the funniest characters in the
0: whole oh, movie. Oh, that thing stole the show, man. Yeah. I mean, when what the, what that little what that little guy has to do during the movie and th- that that stuff I won't spoil. <laughs> uh, because I think you need to see it because there's some stuff and like just the expressions on his face. And again, I think that's where a lot of the stuff uh, comes from that makes stuff even funnier yeah. is the nonverbal, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, the grunts like that's and the about line. as yep. as as animated so to speak as you can and get. Uh, but you got to respect everybody at Armand stuff because they're still doing things the old-fashioned way, you know, clay and everything, shooting it choo, 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 just like everybody else. Now, of course, as time has gone on, they've Im- they've improved on things. There are CG backgrounds, sure. uh, depending upon a couple things, because there's only so much that you can really do. But the lion's share of the difficult stuff, you know, obviously being character work for the most part, and 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 foreground sets and stuff like that all that's still very very practical there's and there's
1: a certain kind of magic with being able to uh take a stop motion figure or clay piece or or a a puppet and give it more emote you know make it emote Mm -hmm. better than some actors can you know with their actual bodies and that's, that's one thing Ardman's really good at is those expressions, that emoting, that, you know, those, it, I mean, it's almost like micro expressions that they somehow right. do with, with, with clay or figures.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cause it's never really like it's, uh, unless it's on purpose, it's not usually like overdone or over exaggerated to a right. degree more so than what the given animation already is. It's noticeable,
1: but also subtle.
0: Yeah. It sounds weird, but it's, but it's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, Eddie Redmayne is interesting, man, because, uh, first of all, we got an Oscar winning actor doing this. And by the way, I still don't think he deserved an Oscar. Just saying. (laughs) No comment. Uh, Are you're going to give it to him for that role. Are you going to give it to Michael Keaton for Birdman? Birdman all the fucking way. Even, even Redmayne, when he got up there and he, and he was receiving that award, even the look on his face was just like, what? He did not believe that he won that. So like that tells me, and that was not acting. That was just like, seriously? I won this for sitting in a chair for three-fourths of the movie? Okay, sure. Because that's all he did at the Stephen Hawking things. It's just like, oh, he sat in a chair for a good long while. Yeah. Is that really acting compared to fucking Michael du- Michael Keaton? I don't think so. Uh, but he's all right. He's all right. and uh, At least you can't see his chapped-ass lips uh, while he's doing voiceover. <laughs> that's what you got, Eddie Redmayne, and you fucking know it. Uh, but it, it's good. It's a subtle and, and different kind of thing. Um, but everybody's really great. I, I, I enjoyed the Richard Iote, uh, kind of like little cameo type thing in there. He's, he's got a, he's got a good handful of lines, but his mom is always embarrassing him and stuff like that. So that always leads to some, uh, some fun stuff. He's got such a recognizable voice too. Oh, exactly. Exactly. But speaking of recognizable voices and one who is absolutely unrecognizable is Tom Hiddleston
1: right when i because I, I, I didn't go into this movie knowing that much about it mm-hmm. i didn't even know it was a soccer movie yeah or, or a football movie uh however you want to say it nah, we're americans um, <laughs> i didn't know that's what it was about Fuck you it's soccer and it's funny because i've seen the trailer and i just forgot that's how memorable the trailer was yeah uh but tom hiddleston as as the bad guy and also macy williams
0: yeah had no idea that was her yeah, she does. She does really well in this. Uh, I, I think if you like, if you if you squinted real hard, you could probably hear her. But Hiddleston does not like. It doesn't sound like him or a voice that he's kind of done for us before. Uh, so to me, that was the most impressive. And of course, when you also have a character that looks zero like them. Yeah, that really kind of helps throw that into another category. But man, oh man, he was really good, and I, I love that character and all the like great sight gags and other you know silly stuff that's in there with that. But uh,
1: with that outrageous French accent, he had, yeah, yeah, what about that? I, I almost expected it to be like Sasha Baron Cohen or something.
0: Yeah, you know, and honestly, it it easily could have been. Yeah, easily could have been. Uh, but I think, but I'll be honest with you. I think Hiddleston played it probably a little bit more real than uh, Sasha Barry Called. Yeah. He'd probably play it more towards the animation as opposed to, like, you know, I won't say realistic because that makes it sound like it's, you know, whatever. It's but like the
1: Thenardiers and Les Mis. You know, you've got all this dr- drama happening and then you've got these one
0: caricature. Ah, or, it's like, like really, we took a really left turn for this Right. Part. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? Like, well, yes, it is. <laughs> but it's good. I can't sit there and complain about that segment of the the movie. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, look, I don't know that there's a ton to say. I mean, it's an Ardman film. It is what it is. Uh, Chances are, you'll probably like it. I think we both thought the uh, second act was a little bit kind of slow, which is actually going to be a theme for uh, me in in today's episode. Uh, But yeah, there was a couple times where it did lack a little bit, felt like it could have had some more stuff going on in it. But again, I... It sounds odd, but I think a lot of that has to do with actually having dialogue. Yeah. Because you're just not Again, this all sounds strange, but you're just not as engaged as you would be if you were just listening to or just watching and trying to read, if you will, expressions and gestures and all that right. kind of stuff. You're more you're a little bit more engaged that way, especially in this sort of medium. So but overall, again, I, I I definitely give it a recommendation. But uh, you know, I, I don't think that you have to run out to the theater to go to see it. But I will be seeing uh, uh the next Shaun the Sheep movie, uh, which is entitled Farmageddon, and that's all you need to fucking know. <laughs> it's literally called Farmageddon. So I didn't know that was a thing, but it's glorious. Yeah, that was that was in the trailers and stuff. Jim got there a little late because of traffic, but Farmageddon is the next one. Uh, for Bardman and uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get into our second new release review. Here is the trailer for Black Panther. I have seen gods fly.
1: I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have Seen anything like this? How much more are you hiding? We are home, my son. It is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide.
0: What kind of king you are going to be? Don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution not be
1: televised. Show me my respect and bow down. We owe yeah. We owe on, yeah. We only need to start it now. Cause We own We yeah. got it, I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over.
0: I'm gonna burn it all. What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world.
1: The
0: will be live, live, live. All righty. That was a trailer. Oh, oh got to turn the right one down there. Eh? <laughs> Screw that up. Uh, that was a trailer for Black Panther. Hold on. There it is. Black Panther. <laughs> I'm doing things blind. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. T'Challa, king of Wakanda, rises to the throne in the isolated, technologically advanced African nation. But his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who was a childhood victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. It's a starring Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, I, I keep forgetting. Like, she's a tough name. Uh, Denai Guerrero, sure. I, Martin Freeman, uh, I Daniel Kaluuya, I got that one right. I've been practicing on him, <laughs> but he's had two movies for me. Like the other girl, I know she's in Walking Dead, but I don't watch that, so sorry. The uh, leader, right, and uh, just a boat, boatload a more people. Directed by uh, Ryan Coogler, who uh, brought us such movies as Creed and Fruitville Station, and uh, and uh, this guy makes me absolutely disgusted uh, because he's thirty-one years old. And uh, no one should have this much success and be this darn good at 31 <laughs> years old. I just don't like. I, I don't feel I don't feel like you've uh, suffered enough, Ryan. <laughs> But uh no, I, I'm so glad that he is here and I'm so glad that he's doing this stuff, man, because he does bring a touch to this. Uh, now I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard what I think about Black Panther on HMP, so I will toss it to you, sir. Uh what were your thoughts on Black Panther? And do you have any like Black Panther background? Do you know were you, were you read the comics at all or just kind of a I mean, I'm I'm a general Marvel Comics
1: fan. Like I, I, I've said this on other podcasts when when it was brought up. Uh I don't have like a focus I just, I love, well, if I had to pick one Marvel comic that I go out of my way to read consistently, it's Moon Knight, which I know is mm-hmm. not very common, but, um. You're weird, we get it. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we are who we are. When, uh, <laughs> That's true. when I go see a Marvel Comics movie, I, I do a little bit of, of, like, refreshing, mm-hmm. but I have a, I know a lot about a, a few things and a little about everything. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah and and so i going into black panther like i knew his origin story i knew mm-hmm. what his power set was i knew who his who his enemies were you know i know his bad guys and his rogues gallery and all that stuff so i went into it with enough with more
0: knowledge than the average the average person that just yeah. goes in and just goes i saw him for 4 seconds in uh, civil war yeah. he was awesome in that so he's going to be cool in this which is true mind you but you know now as far as my opinion of the movie goes i loved it um
1: i think it it I'm gonna, we're gonna agree about the second act kind of dragging a little bit in mm-hmm. certain part, parts, but they Marvel is doing this thing where they are nailing the mixture between drama, action, and comedy, right? And they, I just, no one does it better. And because and, and my one of my favorite scenes in the movie, to me, what I think was the funniest scene in the movie is when Claw blows up the car, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was Lapita and Ungo's character who was driving. And, I can't remember if
0: she was driving her at passenger seat, I forget. Uh, yeah.
1: But I remember, um, I'm, I'm so bad with names, the bodyguard, she, she yeah. was on, on the roof of the car and she does this really fancy epic flip and, and lands on this sheet of metal and like surfs to a stop. And then the other character is still sitting in the car seat, but it's all that's
0: left of the car, oh, and it just so rolls up next to it. The her. rest of the car gets destroyed, right? and the <laughs> seat dragging along the cement, <laughs> and she's coming just up sitting, to a And stop. she's
1: still holding the steering wheel. Like, like, <laughs> well, that's where that is. I guess
0: that's, uh, yeah, that was great. It was one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie. Lexus, you'll be safe in the seat. Don't worry. <laughs> you'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, there There is a large bit of humor to it and stuff. And and you're right. Marvel does that better than anybody else. DC feels like they're starting to get a little bit of it. A little but, bit. But uh, it may be too little too late for those guys at the same time That's as well. That's true. I mean, what could you imagine there being funny? Or do you think anything funny could happen in uh, Aquaman, which is supposedly have been has actually been shot... And I say supposedly because I'm going to believe it when it's in the theaters because I don't fucking buy it for a second. Uh, they say that it's it's done shooting, that they've gone and actually done some pre-test screenings. People are saying that it's great. C- could you imagine anything being funny in that movie?
1: I, uh, to, to be honest with you, I feel that's probably got the greatest potential for being funny just because it's Jason Momoa. And I, I think Jason Momoa just has that presence and he—he's got a presence,
0: but I've never found that presence to be funny. I—I
1: <laughs> I like Jason Momoa. Like he's—he's—he's he's, he's not like Oscar material. I think. I, I think in like Game of Thrones, he was phenomenal in Game of Thrones. But that's also because he—you know—you couldn't understand. He, was, he was in saying. it for four yeah. fucking seconds. Yeah. Um, and he's dead. But he was a cool character, you yeah, know. He and cool. um, as far as I just saw Justice League like two weeks ago for the first time. Okay, so uh, it's fresh. So it's cool. fresh yeah. and. and I liked the character of Aquaman, and I think he had the he had some of the funniest lines. Like when he was sitting on the lasso, and he was like spilling <sighs> his guts, and everybody's looking at him like, "Why are you saying all these things?" And then you realize he's sitting on the lasso when he's talking about I'm I have a hard exterior because I'm afraid, and I think we're all going to do this, but I think we might die, but it's okay because it's a it's a death worth Damn. having, you know. And, and then he looks down and realizes he's sitting on the lasso. Sorry, bro. And it was it was a funny scene, and, and I just all the all the scenes in Justice League that were funny to me involved him. So I think I think he's got a pretty good potential. Because like the scene where where Flash gets in the car with Batman, and he's like, So what's your super again? He's like, I'm rich. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that was that was low hanging fruit.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously, and like and clearly just an Iron Man ripoff.
1: <laughs> right. I, I just I, I think as far as DC goes, if they if the Aquaman movie does actually happen, I do feel like that one's got the highest potential for being funny.
0: I, I like, I look, and we, we catch a lot of shit on, on HMP on account of just like, <laughs> oh, you guys are all fucking Marvel zombies. And, and to a degree, we are. But at the same time, too, we want no, we want to go to good movies. Well, don't there's forget. Never, you. There's never a time where we just go, like, boy, I hope this sucks ass. I hope everything's great. I want it all to be good. I'd rather not have to watch crummy films. Well, it's like that time we had the debate between Marvel
1: and DC movies. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're now, right? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, and. Uh, I voluntarily took DC just to see if I could pull it off. Yeah, it's
0: a tough, it's a tough uh, road to hoe. Of course, I didn't,
1: but I feel like I feel like I had good arguments. No, I'll be <laughs> honest, like,
0: and and I said it at the time. Yours would have been, was as good an argument as one could muster, <laughs> with, with with such a let's be frank losing team, right? That goes into it. So you know, can't blame you. But I mean, when Black Panther comes again, uh, Marvel is doing uh, something that we just. I think we as fans, as deep, deep fans know that they could have done, but I don't think the outside world actually knew was possible, was get people to dig on characters that are not regular household names. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we have an Ant-Man movie, I look at people and I just go, no, 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 you don't understand. We have an Ant Man movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, who knew who yeah. they
1: were before that movie came? I mean,
0: nobody. Anybody who reads the comics? No, sure. nobody. Nobody. That's you know, no normal going public. I'm going ninety nine point nine. Even even more comic readers still don't d- didn't fucking know. You know?
1: Yeah. Or or if they did, they they need like, at the best. the Vance Astro version. You know,
0: with the the older. Yeah, the little squatty looking heads. Yeah. and all that shit. But uh, it's um, no. It, but to to have somebody. Like, you know, your Ant-Man come out and then, you know, with Black Panther and stuff. And we're going to continue to get more of this kind of stuff. You know, your your Spider-Man sell real easy. We finally, finally got a Thor movie on track to where, you know, (sighs) the public really dug the shit out of that. Ragnarok was so
1: good. I just watched it yesterday because it just came out uh, Mm -hmm. on iTunes this week. I just watched it yesterday. It's such a good movie.
0: It's great. It's fantastic. Jeff I,
1: Goldblum is a national treasure.
0: I, but like <laughs> to where they're doing stuff and but here's the thing. Now, let me ask you this. I haven't seen them both uh, you know, relatively close together and everything. While they have some similar themes to a degree and stuff, Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok are still very different different types of movies. And I'm not just talking just, you know, this cast is mostly white and this cast is uh, mostly black. I, it just the feel of the movie itself yeah, is vastly different while still with Black Panther, still maintaining a lot of that comedy and stuff yep. like that. Uh, and, and, you know, we're dealing in, you know, technologically advanced worlds and all of that and stuff. They don't feel like cookie cutter samey sames coming out of there.
1: No, in fact, some of the visuals in Black Panther, like when you, when you look when they had that scene where they're in the streets of Wakanda, mm-hmm. and there's marketplaces set up, and it looks like an African city, you right? Know, where the streets are dusty, and they've got the the the. Wooden storefront carts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then you have these people wearing this, you know, and, and some of them wearing like traditional African clothing and, and stuff. But then you have this technology that's towering over the city these high tech skyscrapers, these vehicles. There's always um,
0: something that's kind of like just under the surface. Yes. That like, you know, because we all carry like crazy amounts of technology like in our pockets and yep. shit with our cell phones and stuff all the time. That's not like a pervasive, so to speak, pervasive, you know, hey, here's technology push in your face all the time so it's always something that's kind of lying underneath the surface and I think that is very much what we kind of see in Wakanda is that there's some of that technological base underneath there but they're not flashing around because at the same time why would they and what I love about it is it's too easy when you're making that
1: kind of city to make this make it this pristine utopia but no, there was still dust in the streets. There was still dirt. It looked like a city that was lived in by real people. Mm-hmm. Not they don't have like little sweeper bots that run around making sure everything is pristine and clean and spotless. George Lucas. It looked. At you, it you looked like this. a lived-in, bustling, live, living city. Right, and that's what I loved about it.
0: And it's t- it's it's interesting. I've talked about this and get your perspective on it. Is that while these movies are all somewhat, uh, they're obviously all epic and things of that nature at the same time, too. Marvel is doing something, and and I think it started uh, with Ant-Man, really, and kind of gone through, say, for, like, you know, your, like, Civil Wars and stuff like that. But maybe even, it depends on, you maybe count that as well. But I think we have these epic movies that are also, at the same time, shockingly intimate as well. Yeah because they're they're big on scale and stuff but you never feel like we're getting away from something that w- what you're watching doesn't count or you don't feel what's yes. going on at all. Now you can go back to like say uh, Ultron and go with Sokovia, sure, you don't really feel that. But I think they've they've most recently gotten into a way of having things be big, having things be epic but still feel like you know they're relatable still feel like we can you know touch and feel and be where we are all the time right. and not have that separation that can happen in a lot of you know not just superhero movies but action films in and of themselves to where you're just seeing like something and like it's a complete and utter disconnect that doesn't really happen uh, hasn't been happening in the past couple, and Thor's the same way. It, they make it so that you can suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's it's
1: just there within the bounds of of uh, reasonability, uh, if that's a word. Um, I think reasonability, is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a word. It's just within those bounds that you can suspend that disbelief and can be like, all right, I buy it. Yeah. You know, it, I know it's not real, but I'll buy it for tonight. It, it's uh, what do they call it—the fridge test?
0: Yeah, and look, man. I, and I'm one that I don't give a shit about that fridge scene. I liked it. Yeah, it's just like, hey, what is what is this? He could survive a thing. I'm like, the Ark of the Covenant didn't, didn't throw you off. That one didn't. It's like aliens. That one's okay. A, a ripping a beating heart out of a man. That that you're okay with. But aliens, you draw the line. Okay, just shut the fuck up. I
1: think it was it was Alfred Hitchcock that uh, coined the the original fridge test theory. Where if you, I think it was, I could be mixing this up, but it's, it's basically if you see a movie and you get out of the movie and the credits roll and you're like, man, that was a good movie. I really enjoyed myself. And then you go home later that night for a snack and you're standing in the fridge and you open the fridge and you go, wait a minute. That didn't make any sense. doesn't matter. They won. They got their, <laughs> Yeah. You, you enjoyed yourself. Even if later on you look back on it and you start breaking things apart, they, the, they won. <laughs> They they got what they. I
0: needed. got your money already, yeah. motherfucker. Even if you walked out halfway through, which people did in uh, what was it? That oh uh, the the last one that I had like a lot of walkouts on was um, uh, Mother. A lot of people
1: walked out of Mother. I don't I don't think I'm familiar with that one.
0: Uh, it's Darren Aronofsky's uh, latest flick. Kind of came out. Uh, was it the horror movie? It's not really a horror movie. That's the, the big thriller? thing I think. Of, well, it's not really technically that either. <laughs> And I think the trailer sold people something else, and Uh, they got something very different. Because you couldn't sell what the movie was. I gotcha. Which was like a giant fucking allegory. (laughs) You can't see... That's a a tough sell to people. It's just like, hey, come in and see something that you're going to be able to interpret this 58 different ways.
1: Right, well, like, what's that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and the giant spider at the end? Uh, I cannot remember the name, but it's it's like... uh, it's about a guy with a doppelganger, and he'd like they, they wife swap or something, and then at the end of the movie, it turns out his wife was a giant spider. It's like the most ridiculous, crazy thing. that...
0: Uh, fucking... My brain is taking a dump today. I know it, but I you look it up, and I'll try yeah. to figure something else out. But, man, Black, look, Black Panther, it's a lot of fun. The second, like I said uh, in my AGP review, the second act is a wee bit on the slow side. Uh, I And again... I feel that also might be uh due to the case that they're doing something that's a little bit different than what we've kind of normally seen. So I I have yet to go back and rewatch it again uh but I feel like I feel like there could be something there. So we'll I'll give that a shot again. But I mean, look, it's a Marvel movie, it's specifically a uh Marvel movie that's, you know, Blowing the world up, people. <laughs> so I, I can't figure any reason why anyone <laughs> would not want to go see it. What well, have you figured it out? Enemy. Enemy. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. one I heard. I don't think I saw that one actually. Which is a rarity for me. I get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, <laughs> I think
1: I I think I only know about it because I saw it in uh, like a watch mojo list of like craziest twist endings or something.
0: Well, yeah, I could imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just like, oh yeah, but a spider. Yeah, right. Which, by the way, there's been some studies out and stuff like that, and I don't know the validity to them and all that stuff because I, you know, it's tough. But they say spoilers, actually, uh, from the study, do not actually um, ruin, ruin the experience. Ruin the experience of things for people. I, I've I've
1: seen some studies that said if it's right before you see the movie, it actually people enjoy it more because they're waiting for that cool thing to happen.
0: I know that's true with things like uh, fucking <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop too. <laughs> well, whatever you got to do to enjoy that. Cuz when we cuz when we saw cuz when I saw that, I was in the theater and there was like I think only two other people in the theater, a guy and his kid. And they're watching it and stuff, and you know what the you know what they laughed at? The shit they saw in the trailer. Yep. Everything else was a real fucking bummer. <laughs> but every but when that when when the horse kicks him into the car, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you better believe it was a laugh a mile riot. And uh, but that's that's, that's kind of how things go. So I, I don't I don't know. Uh, but that's it, man. I, I don't know that we got more to talk about. I think we pretty much kind of covered everything. Let's see what's coming out next week. Because frankly, I ain't even looked at this point. <laughs> I don't know if Matt's going to be back, but eventually once Matt comes back, we'll talk about all the other flicks that uh, we've been kind of missing out on at the time, and Lord knows there's been plenty of them, and we haven't stopped watching, and because I've moved to Atlanta, I've been watching more films than I have uh, in a long fucking time. Oh, yeah, okay, Game Night, Game Night, which actually looks like it's going to be pretty good. 84% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, not too shabby. Which one's that? Uh, Game Night. You got uh, you got your Jason Bateman, your uh, Rachel McAdams. Uh, everybody gets together, and they go... uh hey tonight we're gonna do something that's really different there's somebody is gonna come and they're gonna take us away and all this stuff and like it's like a murder mystery party and shit goes south and uh, it may okay. or may not actually be you know uh, the, so it's like the a diff-
1: it's like a mixture between the michael douglas the game and uh christopher lloyd in the clue in the clue movie yeah kind of yeah
0: uh annihilation which i've uh i mean come on it's I'm super excited for Annihilation. You got the same director there as Ex Machina and stuff like that, which I was a huge, huge fan of. That was like, I think one of my top movies. Uh, and every day, I'm not sure what the hell that is. It does not look like it's got good ratings. So, but whatever. Well, probably <laughs> watch it because to? God knows nothing <laughs> stops me. And there's some other movie that looks like that's coming out of the plaza that I'm sure it's probably like I'll, I'll watch and, you know, cause I, you know, I don't like myself. Uh, in the meantime, uh, now are you on Twitter or anything?
1: Uh, yeah, it's uh, at Tanuk T E H K. That's right. That's right.
0: That's pretty much my only presence. Hey, look, man, you gotta you gotta have something, and I'm so rarely on it. So I I, I get yeah. It. And I sometimes I just get lucky,
1: and people let me on my pod on on their podcast. So that's that's where I show up on podcast. However, my brother does have uh. A podcast that he just started. It's called The Dark Archive. Plug it. Plug it. Dark it's, Archive. Yeah, it's awesome. Anyone who's played like White Wolf games like Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf the Apocalypse, anything like that, he he's a lore historian for that genre mm-hmm. and he does acted and written he writes all the stuff himself he acts all the stuff out himself sometimes he has friends do like voice acting and stuff uh-huh. but he tells the stories of the lore of that game in in almost like a radio drama format
0: that's just cool
1: and uh it's it's the dark archive
0: and uh, the website is dark dot check it out people yeah it's awesome and uh, of course, here movie podcast here movie I gotta get on it, man. I gotta watch some of the episodes of Black Lightning. We're, we're, we're recording Sunday, and that's it's not as, bad. As if I've heard like really good things, and uh, we've I got enjoyed it. and we've got some behind the scenes knowledge of some of that stuff over there because I don't know how much of that we'll actually talk about <laughs> on the show, but uh, that's it's become a joke uh, within our podcast is like. Uh, you shut up or I'll go work on Black Lightning. <laughs> Cause that's a, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that over on HMP, so check us out here MoviePodcast.com. And, of course, if you'd like to get the pre and post show and all that kind of good stuff and be like people like Jim, go over to uh, patreon.com slash fine and join up, man. You can hear stories about Kenny and all this other shit, and we're about to talk poop <laughs> stories not too awful long. You see, you're missing out on a lot of good stuff, patreon.com slash Uh That is it, everybody. I don't know if Matt will be next back, back next week or I'll have another guest. So who the hell knows? We're rolling some dice is Here, baby. Uh, so that is it. Uh, for Jim Beverly, I'm Adam Portress. We'll see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Listen, boy, living by the sword. And we steal away every chance we could. Back room to the alley of the trusty woods. I used her, she used
1: me, but neither one cared. We were getting our share.